Good morning, Frontline Church. We welcome each one of you this morning to our online viewing. We thank God for you. We miss you. We can't wait to see your faces. We pray that when we do meet, we will find you full of faith and in the strength of the Lord. And we welcome our online viewers now that are joining us and we say, may the Lord bless you today and encourage you. We are so happy to have Pastor Johan van der Vestes and our evangelist uh, in the house today and he will bring the word to us. Pastor Ryan and Ronell are away in the mountains of Clarence and they are seeking God's face during this fast. And they send their love, and would you keep them in your prayers as they seek the Lord to find out what His assignment looks like in the season that we find ourselves. We have no praise and worship this morning, but I would like to share a short word of encouragement before I hand over to Pastor Johan. Um, before I do that, if you want to give, please note at the end of the live streaming that there are different ways that you can give, and we want to thank God for your faithfulness, and may you find um, that the Lord will bless you as you give, that your blessing will pour over in Jesus' name. Amen. So I was very encouraged as I was reading Matthew 13, verses 24 to 26. And the Lord said that the kingdom of God is like a man who sowed good seed into the soil. But while he was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed tares, which was, when I looked at the word tares, it's a type of rye grass that bears the closest resemblance to wheat. And the only difference is that as the ears begin to develop, you see the difference. It has a strong soporific poison. And I looked, what is that? And it was interesting because this poison that the tears has is actually something that they use to make you sleep, to slumber. And I thought, this is so fascinating because in this season, I really felt like the Lord was saying that his church should arise and not be slumbering, that we need to be awake in the spirit during this time and that we are very vigilant that the enemy doesn't sow seeds of sleepiness on the church in this season. We need to awake and be like the virgins whose oil was full in their lanterns. They were ready for the bridegroom, always watching for when he should come. So I want to encourage you today, let us be vigilant in staying awake, in making sure that we don't sleep in such a way that the enemy um, sows tears and causes a deep slumbering in the church. Amen. So I want to just pray for you as we invite Pastor Johan to come and share the word that God has laid on his heart. And I believe it will be a word in season for the church and that you would be encouraged in Jesus' name. Let us pray together. So Father, we want to thank you today that we still have the privilege of sharing the word of God. We thank you, my God, that in this season that feels like a wilderness, you remain faithful and you still speak, and we thank you for that. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit would come into every single home right now. Touch the beloved. May your spirit dwell in each home. May the words that are spoken today resonate and convict and strengthen the body of Christ. And may we all be waiting, like the bride waiting for the groom, ready, vigilant, and awake for this assignment. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen.
The enemy has an assignment, but I want to assure you today that Jesus has an assignment for the church, and we are going to accomplish that in Jesus' name. The church will arise strong and triumphant in spite of what we are facing in Jesus' name. And so I welcome you, Pastor Johan, to come and to bring the word to the beloved. You are so welcome and free this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Sister Noel. It's wonderful for me to be here today and to talk to you in this manner. It is uh, not a common thing to do, and we miss the fellowship of the believers. It's one of the four pillars of our faith, to have fellowship. But we thank God that Jesus Christ is with us because he says wherever two or three are gathered in my name, he will be there. He will be amongst us. So let's just pray again and thank you, Lord, for your, for your kindness, for your love. We thank you for so many things. We consider what we have received from you, Lord. It will be an endless song of praise and thanksgiving. You are good. You are very good. And, Lord, we do not deserve anything of these things, so we thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we can preach your word amidst these circumstances and that you've made a way for us. And thank you, Lord, that we know that whenever there's any kind of persecution on the church, the church will not slumber. They will wake up again and they will grow. So, Father, pray that the Holy Spirit will touch my heart, touch my tongue, touch my mind that I will speak your word with love, power, and conviction, and that through all these things your name will be glorified. It's all about you, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So, um, I don't have to tell you that we live in strange times. We are walking foreign terrain. It is... Uh, not easy because tomorrow is totally, totally uncertain. And uh, I, last year I actually drew up a wonderful program and it lasted until the 8th of March and then the whole thing went haywire. I couldn't use it again at all. And this year too, I'm faithful. I have drawn up a program for 2021 if God is willing. But we have to be always ready in season and out of season to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord. Things are changing, and often these changes result in a lot of mourning, complaints, losing our joy, because suddenly death has become a reality. It came so close to all of us. It's sad because families at the moment are in agony because they cannot get into a hospital to visit their dying friend or husband or child even. All around us, people are dying. A few months ago, you hear of one here, one there. You didn't know the people, but now it's like neighbors. It's like family. And it's a calamity. It's a tragedy. But I want to encourage you today. I'm reading to you from John 16, verse 20. Jesus speaking, excuse me, truly, truly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow 
shall be turned into joy. And we should never forget that. We are not just ordinary people. We are children of the living God. We are different. And we can always rejoice. In Psalm 30 verse 11, You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have torn off my sackcloth and have clothed me with gladness. I love this. You have turned my mourning into dancing. And I just want to encourage you today and uh, trust that you will be encouraged. You know, all of us are in a state of depression, some kind or other. Some hide it just better than others, but deep inside we know. We know something is not normal. And this what is not normal today, I think, is quickly becoming the normal of, of tomorrow. So God works in supernatural ways, mysterious ways. He can and will, and He's changing things. And I'm not going to talk to you today about COVID, or I think we speak, speak too much about COVID anyway, or... Uh, um, other things, you know, all the deaths and all those things all around us and the lockdowns and the politicians and things. We're not going to talk about those things. But we want to talk something that is in our heart. Something that really matters. And come to the knowledge, a revival of knowledge that God can change all things. He can change your morning today into dancing. He can change your sorrow into joy. I'm going to show you some places in the Bible where this happened. But you must know that He can change. He can change your weakness into strength. He changes sinners into saints, like He did with me. He turns our morning into dancing because he is Jehovah. He is the Lord God Almighty. He's Jehovah Shalom, the God of our peace. Again, I want to interrupt and I want, just want to say, listen to me today. We as Christians are a precious people with such a lot of benefits. We must realize that we are not the same as before. We became born again. We became new creatures. All things have passed away. Behold, everything became new for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we dare not walk around mourning and sorrowing the way that the world does. It's not Christ-like. It's not biblical-like. Amen? So he can change and he will change because he's Jehovah Shalom. He's Jehovah Rapha. He heals. He heals. There are so many testimonies. My, my son, one of my sons the other day found me, said, Pa, the doctor says I have COVID. All the symptoms are there. He had pain in his bodies and all those things. And then he, he went for the test on Monday. After I heard about the COVID thing, people praying, we started telling people all over the world to pray. And Monday the test came out negative. I don't know. I think it's a miracle. God answers our prayers and He works the supernatural because He is also Jehovah Rapha, He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that supplies in all our needs according to riches of His glory and His grace. He's El Elohim, He's El Elyon, He's the great I Am. We should never forget that Him 
that watches over us is the creator of the universe. He is the God that can transform situations. He can and people through His great power. When everything seems to be lost, when the cloud is dark, when there seems no opportunity to be rescued, there's no helping hand anymore. And in these days, we, I want to say to you, don't question God. Don't. He is just testing you. It's part of the journey, whether we like it or not. When everybody hates me, but God still loves me. I want to quote to you again, John 3 verse 16, just in case you forgot. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, pointing to the difference that we, the, the kind of people we are, we are different, different to, the, to those who do not know Jesus. Even when we walk in the ways of God, when we faithfully follow His footsteps, when we are obedient and we worship Him in spirit and in truth, things will happen. It's a broken world. And we must realize that. When there's no helping hand in these times, we have to trust. Trust and obey because there's no other way. And strangely, you know, because we are in a broken world, many things that happen around us, God has allowed it. And you know what? He knows about everything. This situation that we find is no surprise to Him. I think in this time, many people are coming to Jesus Christ because they realize there's just no other way but the way of Christianity, the way of the cross. And I want to say to you, sometimes we go through difficult things and we start questioning God. And people coming to pastors and say, Pastor, why, what does God do? You know, you can and I can, we can never ever question God. We can never ever understand Him. Don't try to understand God. He's so much bigger, so more sovereign. He's creator of heaven and earth. Just trust. Just obey. Just trust and just obey. He will see you through because He's the God that can bring about change. He's training us in the school of life. People have often come to me and say, why me, Lord? I said, why not you? What makes you so different? Amen. And um, it's a good thing. Because through all these trials and tribulations and persecutions and things, we develop character. We become strong, become victorious in such a way that we can help other people. One of our greatest calamities in our family was the death of our son Arnold when he was 23 years old. We mourned, we sorrowed, and uh, it was a very, very bad time. Before that time, I've buried a few children. I have had to speak to parents to comfort them. But after Arnold died, I could do it with another kind of compassion. 
And I realized, you know, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. If I did not go through that, I would not have had that sympathy, that passion, compassion to comfort the people who are in mourning. I could comfort them in telling them, after the morning comes dancing. Just a few months before Arnold died, I preached in the church where he was visiting. And I've got this kind of ministry to go down and look people in the eyes and ask them if they are saved. And uh, some like it, some don't. But many people have committed their lives through that way because they've been challenged. And that morning I asked the people, from the pulpit, I said, look at me, are you saved? And I looked at my son, he said, right in the back, and for some reason I said, Arnold, are you saved? He said, yes, Pa, there from the back. And you know, the death of Arnold was terrible, but he turned our mourning into dancing, because we know that we will meet again. We will meet again in the presence of Jesus Christ our Lord. He's training us in this school of life. Don't give up. Go forward. Trust the God. Just push through. These times will pass, like all other seasons passing. May not end the same. We might not even never go back to what it used to be. But it will pass. And there will be new challenges. And let's face these new challenges with the knowledge that God is able to turn it a morning into dancing. All 12 of the disciples suffered. 11 of them died a martyr's death. But if we read the history of these things, we can see that they died rejoicing. Especially Stephen died rejoicing. Isn't that amazing? Over this period of Christianity, more than 60 million people died. A martyr's death. Maybe it's far more by now because there's still such a huge number of people being martyred for their faith in Christ Jesus even today. So, but let's keep on shining. Let's keep on pushing through. Because they wait a great and glorious time of dancing and joy in the presence of the Lord. These guys, they could do that because they have been trained to do that. They had no more trust in man. They had no more trust in themselves. They could only trust in God. And that's what we have to aim for. We claim that we've died with Jesus Christ on the cross, resurrected into a new life. And we have to walk that path and be a shining light unto others. I want to read to you just a few verses from Psalm 107, verse 4 to 7. They wandered in the wilderness in a desert by the way. They found no city to dwell in. They, hungry, they were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried to Jehovah in their distress, and he delivered them from their troubles. Here I find three things it can easily form a principle. Someone is in trouble, somebody cried out, and someone's situation 
has been totally turned around. Three things. Crying when we're afraid. Stretch out our hand toward God. And trusting Him to do a mighty miracle in our lives. For example, in the time of Israel and the Exodus, when they left Egypt and they came to the Red Sea, and suddenly they realized that the Egyptian army was behind them. The Bible says they were afraid and they cried to God. They cried out. Here comes the principle. And they, he stretched out his hand and he commissioned and he commanded Moses, go forward. After Moses said to them, stand still. God says, go forward. And they obeyed and they were saved. Out of that terrible agony, here comes the mighty Egyptian army again to destroy us. What will they do with us this time? We don't even have weapons. They got saved by the hand of God. And what I love, the, the, you can see the, the rejoicing, the, the, the joy in the Lord in chapter 15 of ex Exodus, where the whole of the chapter is a song of praise unto God, giving Him the glory. And all of those 20, 20 verses, they sang about His majesty, about His glory, and about the power of God. He has turned their mourning into dancing. And I look and read some other portions in the Bible, and there are so many, but it comes to mind Mark 4 verse 38. They were on the Sea of Galilee. And the storm arises and Jesus was sleeping and the storm became so furious that the waters washed into, into the boat. And then finally they cried out. They cried. Do you not care? But Jesus, he was sleeping. I think they cried, they cried louder and louder and after a while got up. He said, what is your problem? And they said, we are, we are sinking, don't you care? And he turned to the winds and the waves and says, be still in Jesus, be still. He said, not in Jesus' name, but be still. Jesus himself speaking and wave and storm and wind obeyed. And the disciples looked at one another and said, who can this be? Who can this be? But I think it wasn't a question of concern. It was a question of happiness, of joy. He turned their sorrows into joy. I saw a man in trouble in Luke 23, 39, hanging on the cross next to Jesus Christ. There's no more turning back. He's dying. He's suffering. And then he cried out, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Nochal. Paradise. Wow. I mean, what a blessing can that be for any person. He turned his sorrow into joy. I know about a woman. It's my wife. My dear wife. There was a time that we went to a doctor and they diagnosed her with breast cancer. It was a terrible thing that happened. Long story short, we crossed over from the doctor's rooms to the hospital for final tests. He actually called me into the room there and said all the sad things and whatever, whatever, what's going to happen now. But he said, I just want to do a final test. And of course, we cried to the Lord. 
we cried and we cried to the Lord walking over the street and she getting ready for this final test and the doctor came and he and he looked at her and do an examination and found there's nothing wrong nothing wrong he sweared he uttered some ugly words he says I'm so sorry Mrs. Van der Westeisen I'm so sorry I made a big mistake it never happened to me this is my speciality turned our morning into dancing but it was funny those days it, it was uh, there was another sister another lady in our church that uh, the same thing happened to her and she went to the same, same doctor didn't know that Ina was there and he did the same same thing happened he diagnosed her with breast cancer she went home because she had to come back the following week and the following week she went back but you must remember that on Sunday the whole church prayed for her laid hands on her and on that day that she visited the doctor it was healed there was no trace of it and he said to her are you also going to that funny church that this other woman went to we praise God in all circumstances and your morning will be turned into dancing when you are reminded about his promises listen to Habakkuk I love this in chapter 3 verse 17 he says though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit beyond the vines though the labor of the olive tree may fail and the fields yield no food though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will rejoice in the Lord I, I will joy in the God of my salvation the God is my the Lord God is my strength he will make my feet like deer's feet and will make me walk on my high heels now that's those high heels high heels you know in the field and one day I just preached and I was naughty and I said he it's the high heels of Habakkuk he walked on his high heels because he was so blessed his sorrow was turned into joy I see and I hear about so many loved ones people even very close to us losing their loved ones to COVID I see and I hear about pastors rushing to and fro house to house often a fun funeral per day I want you to encourage your pastors me and Ina we pray every evening for all the pastors that we know and that we don't know the pastors the ministers the duomenes the white priests whatever and we pray to them the same prayer and that God the same prayer as to our children that God will protect them and keep them giving his angels charge over them to watch over them and keep them in the hollow of your, their hand I want to read to you a portion uh, piece that was written by Mr. Spurgeon the Prince of per Preachers the Prince of Preachers just be patient and listen it's so beautiful in the year 1854 when I had scarcely been in London 12 months 
the neighborhood in which I labored was visited by Asiatic cholera, and my congregation suffered from its inroads. Family after family summoned me to the bed of the smitten, and almost every day I was called to visit the grave. I gave myself up with youthful ardor to the visitation of the sick and I was sent for from all corners of the district by persons of all ranks and religions. My friends seemed falling one by one, and I felt or fancied that I was sickening like those around me. I felt that my burden was heavier than I could bear, and I was ready to sink under it. As God would have it, I, I was returning mournfully home from a funeral when my curiosity led me to read a paper which was pasted in a shoemaker's window in the Dora Road. I did not look like, it did not look like a trade announcement, nor was it, for it bore in it good, bold handwriting these words. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, there shall be no evil befall ye, Neither shall any plague come nigh by thy, thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy word, ways. He then says, The effect on my heart was immediate. As I even pray, dear church, that the effect of this scripture, just reading and hearing it again, will touch your heart. He says, The effect on my heart, Spurgeon, was immediately Faith appropriated the passage as her own. I felt secure, refreshed, girt with immortality. I went on for, with my visitation of the dying in a calm and peaceful sp excuse me, spirit. I felt no fear of evil, and I suffered no harm. Isn't that amazing? So wonderful, and let that be encouragement to us. Every evening, we pray this prayer for our pastors, for our children, for our family. I want to encourage you to pray similarly for them. Don't forget them. We think, often think that pastors are superheroes. Well, in a way we are, because God gave, gave us the ability. But we, in the end, all of us are still human, needs encouragement needs a helping hand, needs just someone to put a hand on a shoulder. And lastly, there was another man in trouble. It was me. When sin caught up with me, my life was in a mess. It was just the product of my life was just one huge rubbish dump. Somehow I got to the house of a pastor and he read to me Romans 1 of all those sins he mentioned and he read through them and I realized oh wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death and then he continued to, pass, to, to tell me about a man that was sent from heaven who came from heaven to earth who paid the penalty for my sin it's no need sin reigns over me no more because Jesus Christ can take it away. He paid the penalty. I confessed and I repented of that sin 
and sins. And something happened. Something which we mentioned right in the beginning. God is able to change all things. Something happened as I repented and turned away from my sin and asked Him for forgiveness, which He, which he did. And I stood up from that coffee table where I paid, where I bent on my knees and praying this prayer. I stood up from that table, a new man. Everything was just different because it's a God that can change sorrow into joy and mourning into dancing. The sky was bluer, the flowers more colorful. Children, noises that they made sound like music in my ear. It was all so different because of Jesus Christ who can make and will make a difference in each and every per 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 person's life. Following week, I was baptized in water. And I could come out of that watery grave, washed, sanctified, purified, giving glory to God Almighty. He saved me. When I cried out to the Lord, He heard me, touched me, and everything became new. And you know what? This is not for special people. It's for everyone who cries out to Him. Everyone in trouble. You might go through the most difficult time of your life. I want to tell you, cry out to the Lord. Don't forget, this life is not easy. The walk with God is like walking in a desert. The sun is hot, cracked lips, there's no water. This, it's just a very terrible situation. But after every desert walk, there's an oasis. And we come out stronger. Stronger with a purpose. To be an encouragement to those around us. And as the Bible also teaches us. To the nations. He has turned my sorrow into joy. And for many Christians who follow the Lord faithfully. You must know that he allow things to happen in our lives to strengthen us. So just go read again Romans 5 and you will see. After every desert journey, there's an oasis, a strong tower of hope, a rock of our salvation, a safe harbor, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hang in there. That's understandable. Hang in there. And today, you feel awkward. You feel down. Go on your knees. Go on your knees and cry out to God. Because you're looking for an oasis. You will only see it when you go on your knees. And He will answer you. When things are becoming too much for you, you will find Him, cry out to Him on your knees, and He will change your sorrow into joy. He will change your mourning into dancing.
You know, when I read these scriptures, I wish I could dance, but I'm not a dancer. My wife's a good dancer, but my whole heart is dancing with joy. And I pray that we can go from this place today with a fresh attitude of thankfulness, but also rejoicing in the Lord. It's one of the very important parts of our Christian life. Rejoice in the Lord. My wife is to me the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I was thinking this morning, why so beautiful? I mean, we're not youngsters anymore. I, then I realized she has got the permanent joy of the Lord in her heart. That's why she's so beautiful. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Let us close in prayer. Father, what a privilege to call you Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can have an intimate relationship with you. And Father, today I just want to pray for every precious saint, everyone who listened. That the power of your Holy Spirit will come upon them, changing their sorrow into joy, their mourning into dancing. For the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen.